0: Welcome to Community Cocktails with Kimberly, hosted by Kimberly Woodard, a realtor for nearly 20 years with Ebby Halliday Realtors. Join her every first and third Wednesday of the month as she meets with the top community influencers to help you get to know the area you want to call home. Don't just love your home, love your community. And now, your host, Kimberly Woodard. I am so excited about this episode of Community Cocktails with Kimberly. I have a parenting expert here, Kim Uch here, and I am so excited about this episode because we are all getting back to um, the, I guess, grind of back to school, and, you know, we've been relaxing this summer. <laughs> I know my kids, well, they've kind of, they've been um, on a schedule, but you know most people vacationing and everything and now we're getting back to the reality
1: welcome <laughs> <laughs> thank you kimberly i'm happy to be here with you and to talk a little bit about back to school and anything else parenting you want to talk about yes oh, i mean so you have five kids i do i mean i can't manage two <laughs> she has five <laughs> well and and my kids at this point are between the ages of 16 and almost 34 so well, you know, 10 years ago, it was a lot more yeah. <laughs> intense physically. There's still a lot that goes on with being, uh, you know, parents of adolescent years. And that's pretty much where, you know, I'm in the thick of with my kids. So yeah. It's just different. I always tell people when you know, they have the little ones and they're like, oh, you, you know, you're
0: lucky, yours are sort of older, you know, a little bit more self-sufficient. I like, go, it's just different. It was like, you still have, you have different things to worry about. Before you were just worried about them falling. Now you're like worried about their, their driving, their, you know. Their...
1: Right, big kid, big problem. Yes, right? yep.
0: <laughs> so no, well, let's talk to about, you know, back to school and you know, parents, you know, we're all stressed out, you know, we're trying to get everything ready. You know, some tips that you can advise us, you know, to kind of help us through this navigating. You know, some people I guess started, you know, or starting this week, which blows my mind. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and I will give you a couple tips. Um, first is be organized. And, and I know that sounds not like rocket science, but the reality is the more organized you can be, the better, right? The mornings are going to go smoother if you pick out the clothes at night for your little kids or ask your bigger kids to pick out their clothes ahead of time so they're not freaking out in the morning about it. Um, simple, easy stuff for breakfast making sure that everyone has their alarm set. I know that one of the things that has challenged parents in, in previous years is kids who want to have their phone in their room as their alarm clock. And yeah. we all know that there's a lack of sleep associated with having a phone in your room, and that's not a good idea. What I'm going to advise is what I've done at my house, and that is go to Walgreens or, or Target and buy a $15 old school alarm clock or, you know, um, Radio clock radio and have them use that. I mean, it's, we definitely know there's a lot of negative effects to having the phone in the bedroom and we want our kids to have the best possible success for the day by getting a decent night's sleep.
0: Very nice, you know, and I'm probably the worst. I have that phone in my bedroom (laughs) myself. Um, It does go off at 10 o'clock, it's silent, (laughs) but um, it's, you know, Setting that alarm, I'm always I know for myself. I said it like twice. So if I if I miss the
1: first of you if you accidentally <laughs> yes. just hit 10 more minutes, you've yeah. got a second backup, which yes. is really smart. I think all parents should do that. <laughs> and I, I what I wanna say, I think about the most important thing that we can do um, in terms of being ready for the school year with our kids is, and this is gonna sound counterproductive and it's gonna sound selfish, but is get in our own routine of self-care. Is you know taking good care of ourselves, and what does that mean to you? Everyone's got different different circumstances they're living under. Some parents are single parents. Some are working full time outside the house in addition to kids. And what it really means is taking 10 minutes to go, what nourishes my soul, what helps me during the day. I'll give you an example. Um, I have for years woken up and done 10 minutes of meditation every morning i set an intention for my day and just i use the calm app i'm on like (laughs) i don't know 1250 days in a row or something like that um but i i spend 10 minutes sitting in a chair quietly and and just setting myself up for success and calmness during the day and i also do a lot of walking walking is really important to my day so what i would ask parents or suggest to them is take a few minutes to write down what really nourishes you, what really helps you stay calm and patient with your kids and start there. And there's, and I know people will say, there's no time for that. I don't have time for that. There's no time not to do that. Like my mission is clear and telling parents that it's not a luxury to take care of yourself. It is a necessity. And our kids will not come to us with their challenges if they know that we're stressed and overwhelmed in our own lives. And we the, our kids need us to be able to be that calm in their storm of growing up.
0: I love that advice because I know as a working parent myself, you know, some days I do. I mean, sometimes mine is, if I don't do it in the morning, it's that middle of the day, I'll have 20 minutes and no one's, and usually it's when no one's home because it's usually like two o'clock t- you know to three o'clock time range. Right? but i'll take 20 minutes of that i turn my phone off and um, and i just have to s- like chill for like whether i just lay there for 20 minutes or you know, and, it, and i was telling um my girlfriends this weekend we were talking about naps and everything i said you know 20 minutes for me that's what helps me and um, and i've like dosed off for 10 minutes i thought i slept for two hours
1: yeah it's amazing and it again it doesn't have to take a lot of time and if it's not the morning for you then perhaps it is the middle of the day i mean whatever works for you just be intentional before school starts and okay how am i going to stay calm and patient the best i can because we're parents we're not perfect um but how am i going to feed myself so that i can be what my kids need me to be yeah
0: I, I love that advice uh, because we do. We're only so good um, if we're able to be that good um, for them. And so, and they need, they need to see that because that'll help them as adults and they need to see that, you know.
1: Right, right, it always helps me. Like if I, if I think, oh, I can't do this or, you know, is this too much in terms of can't take care of myself in some way, it's, I think to myself, what am I modeling for my kids? Right, And so if they don't see that, they will never do that. You know, they, if they don't see you intentionally going for a walk, if that's something that you right. need to do, how are they ever going to know? You know, well, you can tell them, go out and, you know, if you need to come down, go outside and go uh, sit on the swing for a few minutes right. or something like that. Well, if you don't model that for them, chances are they're not going to do that. Right. So be who you want your kids to turn into. Right. No. I, again, I love that advice because
0: I think it's so true. Um, they do. They they're like little sponges, and they're and they look up to us. And you know, from when they were little all the way up, and you want them to follow and have you know nourish them. So then when they go out and you know flood, flood the coop, yeah. <laughs> almost, mm-hmm. uh, which I am about a year away from my first one leaving um, off to college. You. Know, I want to make sure that he you know is ready and that he understands you and has his responsibilities and you know that he's able to take care of himself yeah
1: another suggestion that i have for you depending on how old your kids are is to shift into being more of a coach than a teacher right Mm -hmm. and so what i mean by that is if your child is struggling with something instead of rushing in to fix it or to make things better in some way ask how can I best support you how can how can mom best support you in let's say it's a um, a homework, a time management—they've got a ton of you know problems that they need to get done, and they're not getting it done. Right. Instead of rushing in to you know try and help or save the day, right. as we want to, <laughs> as we all. as we want to, very much as moms, um, my suggestion is to ask, "How can mom best support you?" Because what you're doing is allowing them to understand first that you believe in them and their ability, and second that they need to start coming up with how they're going to be more self-sufficient and help themselves so how can i best support you middle school high school for certain even into you know fourth third fourth fifth grade absolutely can be applicable
0: i love that advice too because again we do see us you know as parents moms dads you know we are we do we want to fix it we want to just fix it and you know do everything for them. And um, but we need to not do that. We need them to learn and be more of a coach versus the you know fixer upper or they're never gonna
1: learn. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's how be... you build grit and Great. resilience. And yeah. that's one of the things that some of our kids are lacking. Yeah. So it's up to us to sometimes allow them to have uncomfortable situations and mm-hmm. feelings. And that can be so hard on your heart. Right. Um but Uh, I guess I've I've had enough experience in 30 some years of watching my kids (laughs) flounder at times that I don't say it's easy, but I know how important it is for them to um, at times fight their own battles and figure out how to get out of choices that they've made.
0: And I agree with that. My oldest has had some stuff and, you know, he's had some failures, which really were the best things for him because then he was able to bring success to it. And, you know, we've talked about it where if this didn't happen, you probably wouldn't be here today. And so everything happens for a reason. And so, taking that concept for that, you know, you can't just expect everything to be on that silver platter, you have to work for it. And he's learned that he, if he wants something, he's got to work for it. So, well, let's talk about your new book. Yay. I am so excited about uh, reading this I can't wait uh, she just gave me a copy so I haven't been able to read it yet um <laughs> but I will and um let's talk this says so becoming meanwhile, while re- raising um you I mean I feel like so many of us you know get lost and we were talking about this before um our segment we get lost in our children you know as parents um and not really, you know, identifying who we are. And then they leave and we're like, oh, so who are we? (laughs)
1: Yes, we get very invested. And of course, children are extremely important, right? But Becoming Me While Raising You is actually quite a bit deeper than just the parenting journey. So the first part of the book, I talk about the six limiting beliefs I unconsciously took on in childhood, which include things like I'm not worth being heard, and I can't trust myself and so I operated as an adult while on the outside looking like I had all everything together but I was operating under these beliefs that were really limiting me and so I identify those beliefs where they came from and then I show the reader exactly how this played out in my marriage and in my parenting for many years my oldest son went through an addiction to alcohol. And so he is, I'm blessed to say he's 11 years sober at this point, but it was the trials, you know, during those years that he was addicted to alcohol that caused me to also grow up. And it was him, you know, I think this is, this is why it's becoming me while raising you. I think parenting is the greatest opportunity we have to grow ourselves up. And I think our kids, um, trigger us in yep. ways that no one else will and that's an opportunity again to grow and to look within so I've shifted those six beliefs to beliefs that better serve me and my relationship to myself and to all the people I love most so well, it's a it's a layered yes. book it's a layered yes book. it
0: is I mean and again I mean so much because you know being a parent or you know whether you're a parent or a step parent, you know, raising, sometimes you just get so involved that you forget you get lost in yourself and you know, everything you're doing, everything that you think should be done and not really taking consideration what you really want. And you kind of put your wants and needs kind of aside. Um, and then sometimes, you know, people end up, you know, forming resentment later on Mm -hmm. and that's awful. Um, but I think, you know, you really, in order to be the best person to everyone else, you've got to first nurture yourself.
1: Yeah. And it goes counter to a lot of what we hear in our culture. We are very much wanting to check the boxes and make sure our kids do all the things they're supposed to do. And we get them to all the things they need to be a part of. And in reality, again, they're watching us grow and take good care of ourselves and our emotional well-being is one of the best things that we can possibly do for them. So I'm, I, I, m- most of my kids have read this at this point. Oh, wow. And I'll, I'll just tell you that my 18 year old called me, he was in our home state of Wisconsin, and he called me to say he'd read it in two days, which is very unlike wow. him and um that he was super proud of me and then he put it on instagram so as a oh, as a mother of someone who's about yes. the same age you can i mean this kid put this on instagram awesome. so it's been it's been really beautiful to see how it's touched my family members just yeah. to, to hear how it's touched so many parents already um so i'm excited to hear oh, your
0: feedback i can't wait to read it and you know coming back you know you people the expectations i think and you've you know, social media gives that because everyone you know looks at the social media. No one's going to post you know anything negative. You know, everyone's going to post that everything's perfect. You have the perfect family picture. You have mm-hmm. the perfect you know kids that are winning awards. You never say, "Oh, my kids lost." Yeah, you know,
1: you just don't, especially <laughs> in teenagers because you know that you have to be sensitive. And I have written many things about my about my kids over the years, and they're various. They're very different individuals i don't know why i thought my kids would be the same but they're not no um but you know i've been very respectful nothing i ever write and and my son who's involved in this book wrote the foreword of the book which meant a lot to me so um but i would never want to jeopardize the relationship i have with my kids by putting something online that might hurt them however i have also been very transparent about my parenting um, experiences and challenges over the years because I think if we don't talk about these things, people just continue to feel alone and like yes. they're the only ones that are going through it. So it's been really important to me to build trust with my clients and also to just gain awareness for the challenges that all parents face by being transparent with respect to my kids right. um, in those challenges that I've faced.
0: Now, um. Yeah, it's it's just a different. I think it's a different world, you know, with the social media. We we're talking. Um, I was talking to one, one of my girlfriends about you know just how things have evolved. You know, when we were growing up and going off to college, you know, we'd have selfies. Yeah, we just drove for three hours, and our parents hoped we made it to our destination. Um, now we track our kids, and you know, we keep them, um, and we're you know sometimes probably a little bit two helicopters um on it um and you know it we're just so involved in that whereas before we're like do our parents even care <laughs> they just you know they did uh, but we just didn't have the stuff that we have now right. and then back to the social media i think people see things and they do feel they're alone they're like oh well, this you know they have the perfect life or they have the perfect this or you know they're not going through the challenges which Everyone does, you know, have mm-hmm. challenges. It's just no one wants to talk about it,
1: right, um, right? But when we do, when we take the time to talk about it, we a learn that we're not alone, right. and b, you know, just understand that actually some people. I, I've run groups of moms, and sometimes they're like, "Wow, I I don't have it nearly as bad as it, you know." Like <laughs> yeah. you kind of walk <laughs> away from it, like okay, I'm, it's either like happening everywhere or, um, you know, I don't have it as bad as this person does and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I also think one of the last things I, I would say as a tip for back to school or any time in terms of parenting is to educate yourself on your child's development in terms mm-hmm. of their, especially their emotional development for their age. what's appropriate. We get kind of caught up in what are the red flags of anxiety. And, you know, like I know a lot of parents I work with are like, you know, is this anxiety? Is this something, you know, that kind of thing? Or what do I need to worry about? And what's important is that we know ourselves so that we can really get to know our children. We're not going to know everything about our kids and we shouldn't. However, having a good gauge on your child and what's kind of getting their kind of energetic vibe, is there something really I need to worry about here or not, Right. takes you getting to know you well. So, you're ang- so it's not your anxiety that's coming between you and what might be going on with your child. Does that make sense? Yes. Because like, we can ramp up each other's anxiety. So when we're calm, when we're in a good space, we can better assess what's going on with our kids.
0: That's a a great tip because I think, and it's, I hear so much more than before of anxiety with um, kids, you know, middle schoolers, I mean, sometimes they're fifth grade, um, as young as that, but, you know, middle school is a tough time. I think um, for a lot of kids, the adjustment and everything, then they go off to high school and there's so many different challenges um, and they do feel the pressures and they have you know, anxieties, um, pressure. Um, but if we can't see that because we're all wrapped up in our own society, you know, then it's not going to help them. Um, and then, you know, sometimes, it, you know, we see reverse, you know, things happen. Um, but it's, I feel like it's so much more prevalent and I don't know if it's the pressures, if it's the pressures of society, um, now, you know, the pressures for the kids to, you know, Make the good grades, to make the honor rolls, to be the best and everything. Um, if those pressures just, you know, and then maybe as a parent, I don't know if parents, you know, we're pushing the kids to be the greatest and mm-hmm. always pushing, pushing, um, versus just, you know, letting them be kids.
1: And we may not even know we're doing it. Yeah. You know, I mean, the reality is there may be some unconsciousness on our part right. and living an agenda through our kids because we're excited for them, right. but it's adding pressure to them. So I think becoming more aware mm-hmm. of the words that you're saying with your kids, of maybe the expectation level. We, we want our kids to do well. There's, there's no question mm-hmm. about that. We want them to do their best, right? Right. right. Um, mm-hmm. But also to keep in mind that they're not here to please us. They're not mm-hmm. here to win awards for, for us. We're here to guide them into their best self. I love, love that. And I love ending on that because that's, that's
0: the best tip (laughs) (laughs) it is. Um, Well, thank you so much.
1: We're going to have a link to, um, so, the book is available on Amazon. Awesome. It's so we'll an ebook and a paperback at this point. So, maybe an Audible at some point for those young <laughs> yeah. moms that don't have time to read. I've already been asked, yeah. times, so we'll see. But right now, it's ebook and paperback.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, we'll have a link there. We'll have all
1: Kim's contact information. So,
0: if you want to reach out to her, you can reach out. And thank you so much. Cheers and back to school. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to contact Kimberly with your real estate needs, you can reach her at kimberlywoodard.ebby.com.
1: We hope you enjoyed our guest this week. And remember, don't just love your home, love your community.